Welcome to Kanza Radio, a weekly update on the people, events, activities, and initiatives of the Ka Nation, people of the South Wind, on 1230 WBBZ and 1047 The Bull. Now from the Ka Nation Studios, this week's edition of Kanza Radio. Thanks for joining us this morning. Lots of great information on the way. Later in the show, Joe Thompson will visit with Social Service Department Director Andrew Means and a conversation with Daniel Hessen, the Kaw Nation Emergency Management Director. But first, Lonnie Doyle sits down for a visit with Michael Mace, the Office Manager for the Indian Child Welfare Department here on Kanza Radio. Okay, we have Michael Mace with us. He's the office manager for the Indian Child Welfare Department with Caw Nation. Thanks for coming in today, Michael. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've lived here locally for a little while. I'm not sure if you grew up here or if you came here from somewhere else. Also, tell us a little bit about school, your high school days. I've been around this area for probably the last, I want to say, 12 or 13 years or so. I was actually born in Mississippi, and we have moved around quite a lot growing up. I've been all over. Uh, we've been in Texas, been to Tennessee at one point. I could be wrong. And then we eventually just settled down in the Ponk City area. I, I finished my schooling there, did like my last two years of elementary school, all my middle school, and graduated high school. At the same time of high school, I was also doing Pioneer Tech for the IT class. That went pretty good. I graduated from all that in 2019. 2019, yeah, that was pretty recent. Your IT background from the Pioneer Tech School actually came in handy. That was your first position with Caw Nation, wasn't it? You were with the IT department to start with? Yeah, that's right. So my instructor, he had come up to me one day and said, hey, there's a job opening here for the Caw Tribe. You should apply for it. I'm like, I honestly don't feel too confident in myself with working a position like that. He was like, oh, I'm sure you'll do great. Just uh, think about it. And if you're feeling up for it, go for it. So I'm like, okay. So I went for it and they gave me a call not too long later and they said, hey, we'd like you to come out here and talk to us. We'd like to know a little bit more about you, see what you think. I'm like, okay. Okay, yeah, sure. Came out, had my interview. It went really well. They were excited to talk to me. The IT director at the time, he was asking me some questions, and I was able to answer all of them, which was good. So, and then probably in the next couple days later, they called me back and said, hey, we'd like to offer you a position out here as the IT assistant, to which I accepted. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and that was really cool, because that means, hey, I've got a job lined up for right as I finish high school. Felt pretty proud of myself. That's, yeah, you can't beat that. I mean, yeah, that's, quite that's one of the biggest challenges when you're just getting out of high school is what's the next step? Am I pursuing higher education? Am I going to try to start my career right out of the gate? Well, you did such a good job with your high school education that that almost made the decision for you and and you landed a a really good position uh, with Caw Nation. Over time, you eventually moved over to your current position in the Indian Child Welfare Department as office manager. What about that position caught your attention? It's mainly just new experience. It's more like knowledge. I can learn new skills and whatnot. I I did the IT stuff for about two years, and I did enjoy it. I really did. But I I saw that position, and it's an office position, and I didn't do really a whole lot of office work in that uh, IT position. So we do have a a third-party IT company, so they are currently handling all of that stuff. Oh, right on. So you were able to just kind of transition, diversify your skill set, um, start start getting some administrative experience, maybe a little more hands-on with the actual workings of Caw Nation. It's always great to be able to fix the computers and help out with that stuff, but it's also really good to be able to be you know, hands-on with the community, really out there helping the community. Actually, speaking of that, would you be able to tell us a little bit about the department itself, the Indian Child Welfare Department? What are some of the ways that they, they get out and help the community and, and help the local tribal families? 
Right. So we have a thing called promoting safe and stable families. If there are any families out there with children and they are in need of anything from household items, uh, cleaning supplies, food, appliances, uh, anything like that, they can come to us. We can go to their house, kind of check everything out, and we can determine, yeah, uh, these people and their children may actually need some help. So from there, we can just start helping them out if they need a new stove or food or clothes for school or, oh, wow. or shoes or anything, we can set that up. We can take them shopping. So you have a wide array of, of different ways that you can help. That's yeah. That's really awesome to have that freedom to be able to um, step in and, and basically see, hey, do they need this? Do they need this? Well, let's Let's step in and, and do what we can. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So in terms of your actual position within the department, could you tell us a little bit about um, your day-to-day activities, some of the things that you do as the office manager? So my main position is to really hold down the office. I do a lot of the paperwork. Um, I manage our database with you know families we've helped and families we are currently helping. I'm over our inventory, do our ordering for new supplies and all that fun stuff. Probably um, a little bit of IT, huh? When they, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have been asked to kind of help help some things here and there. Not really a whole lot I can do, right? Of course, no, yeah, but... we've got to leave that to the to the people that we pay <laughs> you to do that. You do a little bit of uh of outreach too, right? You uh you participate in some of our our local community events. Uh, that's right. Yes. So we had our uh, health fair hosted by our clinic over in Newkirk, and that went really well. There was quite a large turnout of people from the public. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a that was a really good event. I was actually there. I saw you. You were. Uh, I thought it was going to be the parking lot was full of cars. There was even overflow parking um, in the in the grass area next to the building. Yeah, there was a line waiting before we even opened. So that was that was something great to see. Um, I'd like to see a lot more of our events be that successful and have that many people attending. We did our program fair in Ponca City. That was a few months back. You attended that as well. Yes. That is an audience that we're still kind of working to grow. As we continue to hold that event annually in years to come, I'm sure we will begin to see the turnout of people that we were uh, grateful enough to see at the uh, the Kanza um, Health Fair in Newkirk. Right, yeah. It, it definitely went out really well. The program fair was also really cool. Of course, not quite as big a turnout as we'd hoped, but I, I believe it was, I want to say, our first time doing one oh, of those. Oh, that was the first time? Okay. Uh, if not the first time, you know, I don't believe we ever did one of those before. I think it was actually a brand new thing. Okay, well, that, you know, that makes sense. It'll definitely grow as we continue to do it. That seems like that's more of a exclusive Caw Nation event where all of the, all of the vendors were kind of Caw Nation programs and departments and services. The health fair, we had all sorts of people setting up booths there. There was a lot of different entities with the state of Oklahoma. There was, of course, a lot of Caw Nation entities. And yeah, it was just, a, it was a really, really great thing to see. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. So you told us a little bit about your department, what you do for the department. In terms of where that department is heading in the future or any visions you have, maybe things that you would like to see implemented at some point, uh, discuss some of that with us. So we've discussed this within our department before. Um, I don't know if we're wanting to do this as like another person in our department or just somebody near us. We wanted to have some like mental health counseling. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so any of our clients who may be in need, we can refer them to um, those services uh, within the Caw Nation as opposed to, and not that there's anything wrong with our 
uh, facilities we have in this area, uh, nothing at all. It's just something that's right there. That's one less place for a said person to have to travel to. Mm-hmm. They can just come on over, talk to them, uh, see if it's something they want to do. Absolutely. So. Yeah, the more the more services we can offer, the better, especially when it comes to our tribal community, our our Kaw Nation tribal members. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, if I recall correctly, I can't remember the exact name, but there was a, a couple different vendors, a couple different vendors there that I think um, dealt in mental health and in some capacity or another. So it might be good for us to, and I can help in any way if you need, um, to maybe reach out and network with some of the resources that are that are in the community, at least to get it started. Um, yeah. Ultimately, to have somebody under our Kaw Nation umbrella that is able to help people um, with the mental health aspect that would be incredible like you said there that's not to say that there's anything wrong with uh the other providers of that care in the area so it'd be great to maybe reach out and see if there was any uh networking opportunities ways that we can provide additional services for the people that we're currently helping yeah absolutely well that about covers everything i had for you today michael thank you for coming in and discussing a little bit about yourself and um your role with the indian child welfare department you're very welcome thanks so much for having me the con nation child support program is dedicated to providing a pathway towards strengthening family responsibility and thereby empowering children with opportunities for emotional, social, physical, and spiritual well-being. Find more information at CawNation.com. You're listening to Kanza Radio on 1230 WBBZ and 1047 The Bull. For more information, visit ConNation.com. This segment we're going to be doing, we're going to be talking with Mr. Andrew Means. Mr. Andrew, can you tell us about what your position is here with the Con Nation? How long you've been here? Kind of a little background on... Yes, sir. Born and raised in K County. I uh, graduated in 2011, went to Friends University in Wichita, Kansas, and graduated with a Bachelor's in Science and Psychology in 2015, and have since returned to K County. Okay, how long have you worked total for the Carnation? Um, let's see. I would have started March of 2021, so it's been a year and just a handful of months now. Okay, and what's your current position with the Carnation? Um, currently, just took over in May the Social Service uh, Department Director position. Um, I was previously working as the later life coordinator at the domestic violence department in Newkirk and was there from uh, March of 2021 until May of this year. Can you kind of give us a brief overview of the social service department with the Kaw Nation? Basically, our department is social services. We help all, all of our Call Nation tribal members, try and assist them in any way that we possibly can, whether that be with utility assistance, they're having some sort of energy crisis. I know recently over the summer we've had a few of our tribal members that have lost their ac and we have been able to come in and assist and at least help them with a window unit or something that they can uh, remain cool when it's it's so hot and and dry out basically our our department is in place to uh, assist our tribal members in whatever they may possibly need in emergency situations so that ranges from do you have a rental assistance program or anything like that Uh, we don't necessarily have a rental assistance program typically housing is the one that does that um Recently, we have been trying to expand our LIHEAP program, um, and LIHEAP, there's a lot of different things that we can do with LIHEAP. Um, 
most notoriously, we pay uh, utility bills and help some of our tribal members that are, are going through a tough time. They may be unemployed or, you know, they may be uh, taking on some family members' kids and may not be able to help stay self-sufficient during that time. So we try to come in and help them in any way we can to assist them in staying self-sufficient. Okay, what about emergency assistance for someone? School's going back in session. You guys have any social service programs specifically for students or tribal members? Or yep. I know JOM does a lot of that, but I didn't know where you guys fell into this. JOM does do a lot of it, but we have a program right now, um, our Community Service Block Grant Program. It's a program that we have that we can use for people that are trying to go back to school, uh, adults that are trying to go back to college, uh, Votech and Ponca City, if they're trying to do that. We can help assist them on paying for school supplies, paying for like uniforms for their work. I know we've done that before in the past, um, but yeah, absolutely, that is something that we can do just depending on the person's circumstances. And we're kind of coming off where COVID is not as prevalent as it once was, but I do know the tribe has some COVID response in place for mm-hmm. tribal members. Absolutely. Um, recently, we've seen a, a little bit of an upswing in members that are testing positive. We still are doing our COVID grocery assistance where Basically, if you're one of our call tribal members, you can contact us. All we really need is, is a filled out application to verify that you're enrolled within the call nation. And then we are able to go and do a Walmart pickup for grocery order and deliver that to your home to where you don't need to get out. And we're able to assist with that. So that's the COVID response. That's been going on since 2021, I guess. Yep. Roughly 2021. May have even been a little bit before that in early or excuse me, late 2020. And that's outside the new COVID $2,000 that tribal members are getting that was just started last Wednesday. That has Yes, enough. sir. And you can't, you can double dip. You, even if you get your 2000 and you test positive for COVID, they can call you. And Absolutely. Are you working by yourself or do you have any help? Or? Nope. Since I've started, I've had an assistant found along that's been in the office with me. She's been here for just under two years. Uh, that's been a big help. Fallon uh, has been in the department and knows uh, some of the protocol and the ins and outs of the daily activities and what we need to get done. So that's been a big help in me transitioning from my position in Newkirk to here in Call City as the director. You've given some of the highlights of what currently is going on with our social service department. What kind do you see coming in the future or you would like to see or? At this time, we're trying to, we just finished up our school clothing program just a couple of weeks ago. August 12th was the last day. We were really, really excited about that. This year was the first year that we were able to take off uh, income verifications on that. So we were able to reach a lot more families and be able to assist with clothing for our school age kids. We did $200 Visa cards this year as opposed to $150 Walmart cards last year. And we were able to give out about $280, $200 Visa cards, um, whereas last year I think we were only able to give out about 150. I'm really hoping that we can expand that program. Right now we have a limit on being able to try and get vouchers out to people within our jurisdiction. I would like to try and expand that at some point, hopefully next year, and also be able to try and reach our college kids that are going through school as well. To me, uh, there are tribal members that are going through a difficult time. Uh, I've been there. I know what that's like. So if we're able to assist our tribal members and 
getting a higher education, I think that we should absolutely push to do that. That's a very valid point. What services are available outside our service area? Are all your services mainly for the local people in our service area? Is there anything that if I'm a call travel <clears throat> member in Topeka, Kansas, can you assist me with my rental program? I'm getting ready to be evicted or anything like that? Or is it most of our programs for our call members? They are programs that we can help assist anywhere. Our eyeglass program, dental program, our hearing aid program, burial assistance, headstone, our emergency assistance program. You're talking about help, you know, with utilities. That's a program that we can use anywhere throughout the United States and absolutely assist members through that program. As far as programs inside K County that call members can use but are not able to outside, that would just really be at this point LIHEAP and our community blocks or community service block grant um, that I spoke about earlier. And you mentioned something that I would think would be through the clinic, but that's through social service. That's the eyeglasses. Yep. Dental as well. Um, we do $400 every two years towards an eye exam, eyeglasses, contacts, and then $500 every three years for dental. Um, and those, the dental really covers a lot of the things that are not on the IHS formulary list, which for example, like implants, dentures, braces, things like that that aren't typically covered by the clinic. We can help cover through this program. Well, with the eyeglasses and dental, can the funds be used towards my own dentist or do I have to go to a specific dentist in Blackwell or? Nope. They can be used anywhere. Our process is really, really simple. All that we would require is just to verify that you're enrolled within the call nation. We'd have to have completed application turned into us. Once we verify that you have not uh, received services within the required time frame, the two years or the three years, we would approve you. Once approved, we would send out that approval letter and you would take that to the doctor of your choice. And all your services are on our website, callnation.com currently. Mm-hmm. You go to departments, scroll down, click social service. I'm assuming all the applications are there, all the information and guidelines and qualifications for every one of our programs, and it lists your entire menu of services. Yes, sir. And if anybody has any questions, don't hesitate to call the main tribal op- complex, ask for Fallon or Andrew or just social service, and they will get you the information or answer any questions you possibly have or input. Do you guys ever send out a uh, survey to see what a needs assessment kind of deal? Do you guys ever do that? That's something that I've actually been thinking about doing recently as far as trying to determine what our tribal members felt would make a good program that we could maybe get started. Well, Mr. Means, I appreciate your time. Any questions you may have, don't hesitate to call the main tribal complex and ask for social service or ask for Fallon or Mr. Means, and they will take care of it and get you all that information. Again, thank you and good work. Thank you. The Kanza Health Clinic is committed to providing a continuum of care for Native Americans with primary care, dental care, and other services. Find out more by visiting our website at kawnation.com. This is Kanza Radio, a service of the Kaw Nation of Oklahoma. Okay, we have Daniel Hessen with us today. He's the director for the emergency management with Kaw Nation. Thanks for coming in today, Daniel. Hey, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how long you've lived in the area, where'd you graduate high school, and what kind of college education do you have? Yeah, so um, I've lived in northern Oklahoma and K County, uh, kind of surrounding areas on and off for uh, about the past 20 years. Uh, went to school in Ponca and Oklahoma City, uh, just depending on, on you know, the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, post high school, took vocational classes, uh, you know, obtained EMT basic, uh, intermediate, then went to paramedic. I uh, went to school also through uh, 
OSU and AMU, American Military University. You mentioned a little bit about progressing through the different uh, EMT certifications there. I know you have pretty extensive experience and credentials, which also make you a great addition to the Con Nation. Tell us a little more about some of maybe the past positions you've had and if there's any other types of certifications you carry. Yeah, so um, I've been doing uh, emergency services-related work for about the past 16 years. Certifications, you know, currently right now, uh, nationally registered paramedic certified through state of Oklahoma and Kansas have a plethora of branches of uh, different certifications off of that you know this area of previously was firefighter paramedic for uh, Ponca City Fire Department and then went to uh, Harryvac as a flight paramedic after that I've also worked in this area part-time as a reserve uh, sheriff's deputy uh, whenever I was still worked at the fire department well wow. military for about 10 years as well so kind of Branch Very extensive, yes. Yeah, branch off in a little bit of everything. In terms of uh, your current position with us, what are some of the, the duties you have as the uh, emergency management director? Yeah, a lot of the duties, uh, it's kind of a broad scope within Call Nation. Just a single rolled person here with Call Nation through emergency management. It's just me. So I, you know, take on, you know, everything under that umbrella. There are uh, a lot of hats. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, everything from planning for disasters or anything that could come in this area, mm-hmm. you know, to emergencies, working, you know, with and under uh, FEMA Homeland Security guidelines, state agencies, you know, local entities that we have, police, fire, EMS, and, you know, all the other stuff that comes with, with the department with budgets and, <laughs> and supplies and stuff like that. Lots so. of moving parts. Yeah. Um, so not only are you doing a lot of planning for emergencies in the event that they happen, but you're also trying to position yourself in a way to where you can respond to a lot of that in real time and, and help out a lot of the tribal members. Yeah, it's a really dynamic position, I mean, because you can go from sitting at the uh, at your office working on your budget to, you know, getting a call and being out the door, you know, and on scene of something in five or ten minutes of, you know, ranging from a fire to a medical call to, uh, you know, some kind of natural disaster or anything. A lot of versatility comes along with, with what you're doing for us. Yeah. Um, we've also been doing some work together on the new Caw Nation website that's being built, and we're putting together a a page for um, the emergency management department. A lot of what we're trying to do is a direct feed for the live updates that you do on the the emergency management Facebook page. Yes. What is that uh, Facebook page called? How do people find it? Pages uh, started a few weeks ago. Uh, it's just Call Nation Office of Emergency Management. Okay. Um, you know, coming in and, and looking at assessments and different things that we could do uh, for the tribe and the members and different members in this area. Uh, you know, one of my things was dissemination of information and what was, you know, the easiest route to do that. And you know, this day and age, social media is so huge that that was one easy avenue to Stand up and any kind of pertinent uh, weather information mm-hmm. you can post on there through uh, National Weather Service feeds and Mesonet and different stuff like that. That you know we use emergency management to you know if there is a major event that happens, we have other means available to disseminate that information. But that is just an additional step that we can use. Absolutely, of you know everything from a road close to. Storm, major storm predictions to, you know, fire to, I mean, anything that we can do to 
you know, assist get that out. Yeah, the Facebook page is a very good resource. So if there's anything you're wondering about, be sure to check that out. And Daniel, I know that you got your hands full. You're uh, you're very busy getting established with this apartment as the new director, getting a lot of the things set in place the way you want them. But in terms of where we're going with this department and some of the future visions you have with it, what are some directions you'd like to take it, not only medically, but also technologically? Yeah, so one of the, uh, I do have a lot of iron in the fire per se. Um, one of the big projects I'm working on right now is a hazard mitigation plan um we file and have on place um you know between the tribe fema uh, that better helps us bring in resources that we already have something in the event of a you know man-made or not man-made but a natural disaster mm-hmm. that we have these services available here so we're not playing catch up as much it's uh, more of a proactive approach than reactive approach so it's been stepping out you know talking a lot with fema Homeland Security, different people within the tribe to see how these were previously done. So that, that's probably my biggest project right now because it's a you know, pretty large document plan that we put in place that uh, you know doesn't can take several months to do. Well, wow. uh, the next thing that I'm uh, you know one of the things I'm working on is uh, what's called a emergency medical response agency, essentially be a subdivision under emergency management. As of right now, um, we have. Three different fire departments that run ambulance service within our, our boundaries, um, and each of those departments faces their own challenges, you know, staffing, uh, availability, distance, stuff like that. So I'm trying to help us respond to, you know, any kind of medical calls or anything to where an ambulance is subjected to be called to with any of our members, visitors, et cetera, to bring a level of care that may not be provided on that ambulance. So, you know, say a cardiac arrest situation you know, where there's different uh, life-saving drugs that you can administer. Mm-hmm. The ambulance that shows up may not have the availability to give those, you know, strokes, diabetics, uh, traumas, you know, pain management, advanced airways, all of that stuff will kind of wrap into that. You know, I'm here, the resource is available. So, I, you know, I want to be able to, for us to give that, you know, resource as a paramedic, you, you'll carry some of the, the, the certifications and abilities to, to administer those resources when perhaps, uh, you know, a local fire department doesn't have that, that sort of manpower. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they, they may have the equipment, they may not, you know, they may have the, the staffing, they may not, um, you know, it, uh, it all just pretends, but yeah, with the EMRA, we'll have, uh, uh, all of our own, you know, jump bags for, you know, medical, to trauma, to pediatric, to you know the drugs that we need, the airway stuff that we need, uh, the cardiac monitoring. We'll have that. We'll just go on scene, assist whatever department's responding, and then jump on and continue care in route to a hospital with them. From there, you know, I'm trying to catch us up, you know, with some technology as well to you know make everybody's life easier, not just within the emergency services, but kind of tribal wide. But it'd be an easy integration where there's not a steep learning curve per se. Absolutely. Trying to bring some different technology in, you know, that does help, you know, emergency services specific with our, you know, emergency management and police department. Uh, makes our job easier, gives us different tools to make better assessments of a scene of whatever we're responding to from a safety standpoint and allocation of services standpoint. Uh, we're currently being delivered to us right now is uh, about a 35 foot three axle gooseneck, uh, gooseneck command trailer for Connish Police Department and emergency management that we can deploy out in the field. Any kind of large scale incidents, multi-agency incidents, uh, not only for our use, but, you know, 
other agencies, you know, will be able to use that when it's deployed as well. Uh, and that'll have everything that we, you know, would have in our office that we would need from a software or communication standpoint to us, you know, not having to be in our office, we can deploy to the scene. From there, it's expansion, mm-hmm. um, uh, trying to, uh, you know, expand emergency management, bring some more people in to this division of Call Nation because uh, it is very, uh, very expansive position per se. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff involved in it. So, you know, for better time management and, and be able to plan and deploy stuff, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Very involved position you have as the director of the emergency management department. Um, you have a very extensive list of, of education and past positions that, that are really going to lend themselves to the, the different ways you can help our tribe. And we're very grateful to have you. And, and thank you again for, for spending some time to kind of talk a little bit today. Awesome. Well, I'm happy to be here and happy to help anyone I can. So thank you for having me. Did you know that the Caw Nation now has an Indian veteran representative to assist vets with a variety of services, including medical benefits, widow's pension, and much more? For more information, visit our website at cawnation.com. You've been listening to Conza Radio, a weekly update on the people, events, activities, and services of the Caw Nation. For more information, visit our website at cawnation.com or Nation on Facebook. Listen again next week at this same time for another edition of Kanza Radio.